Chapter 15 of The Friendly Five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Holland. The Friendly Five by Mary C. Hungerford. Chapter 15 The White Queen. One of the old-fashioned snowstorms came two weeks before the Christmas holiday scattered the girls far and wide to spend the happy fortnight at home. It was not a quiet, decorous downfall of snow that covered the earth smoothly with a glaze of white, but a roistering, turbulent storm that piled drifts to marvelous heights and sheltered corners and reared miniature alpine ranges against the almost submerged fences the road was quite impassable early in the day and not one of the day scholars could get to school this had happened once during the previous winter and on that occasion the usual lessons were given up and the time filled with some unusual exercises this time mrs abbott put it to vote after opening school and every hand was raised in favor of having a literary morning in place of the ordinary recitations the teachers were pleased to have it so, for it was hard on the absent scholars to miss all the studies of a day. Miss Blake, whose talent as an elocutionist was extraordinary, recited a stirring historical poem, which was rapturously received. Then Mrs. Abbott asked each girl to write the name of her favorite heroine of history on a slip of paper, to drop into a box that was carried around by one of the girls. An examination of the slip showed that although a number of names had been put down, two names were repeated on several papers. These were Joan of Arc and Marie Antoinette. Then the girls were asked to vote again on both those names. The result was that the unfortunate queen was selected, and Miss Blake, who always heard the history classes, read them a short, pathetic sketch of her life with its early frivolity and pitiful, brave ending. Then she asked the girls to each write a short statement of the account she had read. Not less than three lines, not more than fifteen, was the limit, and pencils were very busy for a short time. Then the papers, which were not signed, were gathered up and read aloud. The girls enjoyed the reading of the papers very much, for not even the teachers knew who wrote them so there was no shame felt if comment or criticism were made and a girl had only to control her face and look unconscious and no one would suspect her of course some papers were very meagre but others were quite interesting outline sketches it almost seemed like a game but it fixed the facts very firmly in every girl's mind and mrs abbott half made up her mind to introduce the plan as a regular weekly exercise the sun was shining brilliantly on the glistening snow, and when they had finished dinner, Mrs. Abbott told them to prepare for a snow frolic in the enclosure, saying she had ordered their snow shovels and rubber boots brought back to the piazza in readiness for them. Edward had shoveled paths to the back and front gate, and seeing the wall of ice and snow through which he had cut, Belle exclaimed, "'Who's for building a snow fort?' Most of them hailed the idea jubilantly but Delia and Katie had just been reading Hawthorne's lovely snow image and suggested molding a beautiful white child. Perfectly sweet, said Lily. How nice in you to think of it. Where shall we build her? I should think she ought to be standing in the grove. She will look shadowy and fairy-like under the trees with evergreens behind her. This is nice kind of snow, 
it packs well said linda evertson but how can we make a girl easy enough said katie we made general washington once and put a paper cocked hat on him he was fine only we got his feet longer than his legs let's get the book and see how a snow girl ought to look suggested lily a look at the graceful humanized snow image showed the manifest impossibility of imitating it successfully but even if we cannot make a willowy fairy like that said lily we can make something if a woman made a charming face in butter iolanthe she called it didn't she i think we ought to be able to work up something nice in snow suppose we drag one of the rustic chairs under a tree and make a sitting-down figure of a girl said marian who was rosy and happy in the outdoor sport which reminded her of home capital the chair will help to hold her up let's have her a queen and fix up an ice crown said katie edna who systematically sneered at whatever proposal marian made laughed at the idea but no one seemed to notice her disapproval and soon she too grew interested and helped they had to get edward's help to dig the chair out of the snow that quite buried it and set it against a large trunked maple then they worked with a will till they had made a very fair semblance of a large woman sitting down with her skirt spread out and her arms resting on the arms of the chair whoever best understands the mysterious science of noses shall put that important feature on queen blanche's pale face said lily whose own face from exertion was red as a peony i think as edna draws best of any of us and moulds such pretty things in clay she had better give the white queen a nose said marian timidly and for once so soothing as flattery edna was pleased and smiled quite graciously upon her and succeeded after several efforts in turning out a very good nose she changed the expression of the whole face too by some deft smoothing and judicious moulding and no one present had ever seen a snow form that was half so pretty as this when it was finished make her majesty a crown of stiff writing paper and scatter water on it said lily oh yes and let's borrow an old sheet if we can and pin it around her neck like a royal robe and then make it sopping wet and sprinkle snow on it said marian it will freeze stiff in the night and look as if it was made of snow both suggestions were eagerly carried out and then mrs abbott was called to the window to see the really majestic statue of snow she expressed great admiration and elfie who was bundled up to the tip of her little red nose pranced around in wild delight believing herself to have been an important assistant in making the image the next morning at recess the girls all ran out to visit the white queen whose beauty had so much improved by time and frost that she really was marvellous the sun was shining very clearly but the weather was bitingly cold and there was every prospect that the statue would retain its fair form for some time the robe and crown now frozen stiff looked as if they too were made entirely of snow i wish somebody besides us could see it said katie and hardly was her wish expressed before it was gratified a small sound of admiration startled them and quickly turning to look in the direction of the gentle ejaculation they saw a man's head above the high board fence 
the drifts now hardened by the frost had allowed him to walk on them comfortably and instead of being far below the top of the fence he was now head and shoulders above it he made no effort to raise himself upon it as the girls thought for a moment he might do he had perhaps seen it without its frill of snow and was aware of its decoration of spikes a most beautiful image young ladies he said in a very soft voice with a beaming smile and pushing forward of his head that seemed intended to be very winning none of the startled girls replied so he made another admiring remark bell who was half behind lily was examining the visitor very closely oh lily that's the man who spoke to fanny and me at the station she said excitedly and fanny exchanged a corroborative glance with her he could not have heard her but he guessed the meaning of her whisper for he touched his hat with a flourishing remarking ah you remember me lady i hope you reached home safely is this all the scholars mrs abbott keeps his small prominent eyes were roving about looking most particularly at the smallest girls and marian who was near enough to hear bell's whisper grasped elfie's hand and drew her toward the house is that the pretty little miss the young scholar you told me about he asked addressing bell don't speak to him bell said lily quickly come girls let us go in he called after them as they moved away but marian had reached the door and seeing miss blake called her out her appearance on the piazza seemed discouraging to the visitor who instantly dropped out of sight you acted just as if you thought that man was going to eat you and elfie up said edna to marian but i suppose the person brought up in the woods is easily scared but he was such a common-looking wretch he was enough to frighten anyone said katie i should have supposed marianne stubbs would be the last one in the world to mind common folks i didn't know there was any other kind where she lived maybe my neighbors were common but they were not that kind of common said marianne with some spirit that man looks as if he would steal i dare say he would and do you know he looks enough like the peddler to be his brother only of course he's better dressed said edna as they went into the schoolroom End of chapter 15